You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and the finest film and TV recommendations in the podcast sphere. As usual, our disclaimer, we are not real therapists, but we are real movie and culture critics. Yes. Now, Rafer, today is a very special day. Today is the 365th day of making the show. That doesn't mean we've made 365 episodes. It just means that, you know, we've officially been doing this a year. That's right. We have now not been real therapists for an entire year. It's amazing (laughs) that we've gotten away with this. Yes, yes. And we thought it would be fun to follow up with a few of the many folks who've written us over the past year to ask how they're doing and also let each of them ask us, what should I watch next? I'm very excited about it because I think it'll be fun to um, keep in touch with these people and hear how they've done and hear how we did, whether we succeeded or failed in our recommendations. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be great because, you know, we don't usually catch up with these people. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I just got to say to everybody out there who volunteered, I have not gotten back to you all yet. So many people, I, I put a post up in the Facebook community So many people wrote to us and said, choose me, choose me, choose me. So I'm sorry, I will get back to you. Thank you, all of you who volunteered. I was shocked with how many of you volunteered. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you for that. Well, we're going to start off with, of course, you guessed it, Emily. That's our (laughs) in-house pseudonym here at Movie Therapy. And in this case, it's the Emily who appeared in an episode that we called I Don't Need No Man. Emily, Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, Emily, can you remind the listeners of what you wrote in asking about? Yes, I definitely can. Um, So I had written in uh, late last year when my husband had uh, left me, who decided to separate. And I'd started to come around to to acceptance after experiencing a lot of heavy emotions um, and started to feel like I was getting my confidence back. Um, And I was looking for recommendations that celebrated badass women who were fine without men in their lives and were just excited to be alive again. (laughs) And so, yeah, so you guys suggested 
uh, fried green tomatoes and cocoa before Chanel. Oh yes, that's right. Yes. And so, yes. what did what did you think? You can be totally honest. Don't spare our feelings. How how did you like them? Sure. Um, I loved them both. I I had never seen either of them, which was exciting to get recommendations that were new. Um, fried green tomatoes was kind of a classic, and I'm surprised I missed it. Um, but I really liked how that one was, it was really focused on friendship, at least the movie was, mm-hmm. I heard the book might be a bit different, but, um, yes, <laughs> but really supporting each other. And, and I found that through this experience too, it really was, it really was about leaning on my friends again and, and fostering some of those relationships in my life. And, and they've truly become closer in a lot of ways. So, so that movie really represented that. And I thought that was really a great recommendation. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Good, good, good. Cause that was yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so and did you like Coco uh, Coco before Chanel as well? Yeah, I'd never heard of Coco before Chanel, but I love that actress, Audrey Tattoo. Yep, yeah, she's so wonderful. Um, and I just loved it. I thought it was just such a cool movie. Like it was really neat scenery, and and the storyline was really wonderful. But I uh, I really loved just she just didn't need a relationship. She just did her own thing, and she was really like eye in the prize. And it was just it was such a cool movie. I really, I really enjoyed watching it. Now, we should note that the real Coco Chanel was problematic AF, but in this movie, she really is a delight in this movie. Just, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, we don't need to think about what happens after that. But that movie... Um, it's before. That's right. Not, not to play favorites or anything, but which movie did you like better? Ooh, I liked Coco before Chanel better. <gasps> uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my heart. Kristen, that's what you get. You're so competitive. <laughs> You asked. <laughs> yes. I brought it on myself. I brought it on myself. Yay. Yay, Emily. <laughs> now, Emily, several months have passed since your separation. How have you been doing? You know, I've been doing really well, surprisingly. Um, really early on in the process, I decided that I wanted to be proud of how I acted through this situation and, and how I responded. And both my ex-husband and I really wanted to prioritize our our four-year-old son through this and his comfort and happiness. And, you know, it was really nice that we both shared that goal. And so, yeah, we've, we've become, we've become friends through this and I've felt happiness through it, even though there's been difficult moments, <laughs> really trying to, trying to go through the emotions rather than dismiss them. Um, but yeah, overall, it's, been an interesting experience. I wouldn't recommend it, but uh, but I do feel happier now. So that's it's a good thing. <laughs> I remember you mentioned in your original letter that you had gone through all the different sort of stages of grief, uh, you know, denial, anger, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I remember that that really that really kind of um, that kind of struck me. Um, you feel like you needed to go through every stage. You feel like you have to go through every stage before you get to the the last one. It's a great. I don't think it's linear. I think there's certainly days and he can, he can say certain triggers to me that bring me right back to the denial or the anger. Um, but I, and I, you know, it's, I don't know if it has to be those stages, but certainly, um, you do need to really go through things. You can't skip steps and you can't just pretend that those feelings aren't there. So I do think I needed to go through them. Um, with a lot of therapy. <laughs> and, um, real therapy, not movie therapy, right? Real therapy. Oh, real therapy. <laughs> but also movie therapy, right? <laughs> um, no, it's it's been, 
I, I do think he made the right decision. Like looking back, I don't know if I would have made the same one. And so I think it's been potentially easier for me to accept than, than other people in, in a similar situation. But yeah, important to go through it. Well, I know looks can be deceiving, but I just have to say to everybody who can't see you, you look terrific. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're glowing. You're smiling. Your hair is beautiful. I won't give more of a description because we don't want to give away your identity, Emily. But <laughs> you you look great and you have such an effervescent energy. It's just lovely to be talking with you. Oh, I really appreciate that. While we have you here... We know you have a what should I watch next question and Rafer and I are going to listen to it and then we're going to give you one recommendation between the two of us, uh, one recommendation. So uh, tell us what your question is. Okay, well, along the same theme of female leads, um, I've been watching a lot of actually actually comedy because uh, I think that's really helped me to balance some of the heavier emotions to do with the separation, but as well as the pandemic. Um, so I've really loved lately uh, Parks and Recreation, New Girl, The Good Place, and a great Canadian show called Baroness Von Sketch Show. Um, but do you have any other recommendations to watch next? Oh, yes, we do. Rafer and I, we have lots of them, but we decided on one in particular, and it's on Hulu. It's called Difficult People. Do you know the show, Emily? Oh, I don't. Oh, good. Yes, success, Rafer. We did it. Success. <laughs> yes, success. This was kind of one of the one of the earlier. I mean, I I feel like it was one of the earlier kind of streaming kind of sensations, right? I feel like it was one of those first first series that where people were kind of like, oh, we're going to watch we're going to watch things this way now. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, Difficult People launched in 2015. It's on Hulu. But it was created by a wonderfully funny, hilarious woman named Julie Klausner. She also stars in it, along with her friend Billy Eichner. And the two play struggling and very bitchy comedian best friends living in New York. And all they do is hate on everyone and behave badly. <laughs> and everyone has to put up with them. And they're just terrible. But they're hilarious. They are so, so so funny. And the supporting cast is also out of this world. It includes Gabare Sidibe, who is Billy Eichner's long-suffering boss at the cafe where he works. Uh, we also have Andrea Martin as Julie's mom. We have John Cho, who plays Billy's boyfriend for a time. It is fantastic. Here's a clip. Oh, Jesus! That's going to be a great photo. Take a picture of a cab. Why don't you watch where you're going? Miss Redhead, could she take her picture? I don't know. Who takes the bus? Oh, I'm not touching that camera. I don't want swine flu. Oh, you idiot! My God, you're a grown man on a bike! Does the soup have any dairy? And I'm cold. Can you turn down the air conditioning? I don't know, but what fun question. My daughter is a comedian, technically. That's one of the reasons I don't have grandchildren. And you have to laugh. <laughs> I remember when this came out, I'd never really heard of Billy Eichner um, and didn't really know who he was. But um, I remember thinking he was really funny because he's so um, he's so caustic and he's so hostile to everybody through the whole thing. Um, and I remember thinking, like, wow, who is this guy? Um, but he's 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 really he's really a lot of fun. Yeah. And I will say this, Emily. You mentioned that you liked The Good Place, so immediately my mind went to, I want you to watch other bad people who are funny. So I love The Good Place, too. So uh, difficult people. You'll feel like you're in the bad place as you watch it, but in a good way. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. All right. So, Emily, go forth and see comedy. Uh, We're glad to have had you on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we have a follow-up with another letter writer. 
Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. We're back with our second follow-up guest of the week. Yes, uh, this listener, you may remember, his name is Roy, and he appeared in the episode titled, I'm an Empty Nester and Not Handling It Well. Roy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, can you just remind us what you wrote in asking about? Yes, my daughter, my only daughter, went away to college in the fall, and uh, I was having a hard time dealing with the empty nest. Uh, and so, Roy, do you remember what we prescribed for you, and, and did they help? Uh, yes. So, um, Rafer, you prescribed, I think it was called Heartspeat as one, and Nick Offerman. Heartspeat Loud, that's right. Heartspeat Loud, yes. And uh, I enjoyed that tremendously. I watched it on a Saturday night, which used to be a daughter-father movie night. Oh. And Kristen... Recommended Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Yeah, right, that's right. Which I'd already seen. I love Aquafina. She's a real treasure. And I watched a couple of those again after you recommended it. And so how how did it how did it do? Did you did you feel like those gave you what you needed? I got exactly what I needed out of both of them. Really, I, I got a good cry out of the Nick Offerman offering, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I got a little reality from Aquafina. Oh, good. We're so glad to hear that. So. One, it sounds like you got what you asked for, and the other, you got what you didn't ask for, but it still worked. <laughs> got what, maybe what I needed. <laughs> and Roy, how how are you holding up? Because I'm 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 not too. I mean, I'm I'm a few years behind you. I've got a I've got a 13 year old who's about to enter high school, and so of course, because of the way my my mind works, I think when he's about to enter high school, and that means in a few years he's about to enter college, and that's it. Um, and so I'm a little, I got, I have some, I have some agita about this whole thing. How are, how are you holding up? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It took a while for me to learn how to cook for two again. Uh -huh. And, uh, because of the pandemic situation, she was sent home early around Thanksgiving Oh, and, uh, did finals from home, stayed at home through January, started classes and didn't go back to the dorms until February. So we could have had about three months of her, and we were really ready to let her go back by that point. <laughs> there, you see? <laughs> I love it. And just last month, we uh, celebrated our adoption anniversary separately for the first time ever. And we uh, we used the Disney Plus Watch Together feature to watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And we oh, got nice. some Chinese food takeout here and delivered some to her dorm. And watched it together with a video chat, and uh, 
we may have a new tradition for the family now. Oh, that's great. That's lovely. Oh, that really warms my heart. And that's another father-daughter story, which always gets me in, in the feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we understand you have a what should I watch next question for us. And um, the thing is, though, this one is not a father-daughter question, right? This one is not. Uh, my wife and I have been watching Winona Earp, um, which is sort of a campy Western supernatural show. And it's finishing up its six season run this month. And man, we want something similar to go next. Do you have anything at all for me? Well, uh, I think we do. Uh, now, right, let me ask this. Is this, is this a, it's a, a, a sort of limited genre, but is this, is this a genre that you uh, have explored much? Do you know much about it? I've read several books of, uh, you know, sort of a gunpowder Western genre. Yeah. But I haven't really seen much in the way of video. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I think what we're going to try to recommend for you is a, is a, semi-obscure movie. Uh, I'm going to bet you haven't seen this one. It's, it's from 1987. It's called Near Dark. Is it, you're familiar mm. with this movie? No. All right. So this is, uh, this is, this is not a traditional Western. It's more like a neo-Western. It's, you know, it's like, you know, like, uh, uh, No Country for Old Men or like Let Him Go. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's set in the modern era, but it, but it kind of has that Western feel. Um, so it's set in a small town, kind of middle America. It's about this teenage kid named Caleb and he's, kind of a roughneck kid and he's hanging out in the street one night and he sees this pretty girl named may never seen her before comes on very strong very aggressive you know makes his move and they're kind of canoodling uh just about sunrise and she bites him on the neck and runs off and the next thing you know the sun's coming up caleb's trying to get home his skin's burning off and just before he turns into a pile of ashes an rv pulls up next to him. It's driven by May and her friends. They scoop him up and they give him the bad news. Kid, you're a vampire. And there's even worse news, which is we're a terrible, terrible group of people. We are, we are, not, the, we are not the nice, classy Twilight vampires. These are, the, these are the criminals, arsonists, murders. These guys have been around for hundreds of years and mostly they just live to wreak havoc on little towns like this one. And here's a clip. Howdy. I'm going to separate your head from your shoulders. Hope you don't mind none. You put a hurting on us, May, but good. It was sort of an accident. No, that was sloppy, May. Real sloppy. Let me do it, Jesse. Let me tap dance on it, won't you? It'll be so good. Do it. Fast. All right. Good times roll. Woo! No! Him? Fuck is going on? Ain't what's going on, son. It's what's coming off. Your face clean off. You might as well just kill me then, too. How you figure that? Because he's been bit. But he ain't been led. Oh, shit! He's turned by now. Son of a bitch, Jess. He's turned. He comes with us. Now, Roy, have you ever seen Near Dark before? I have not. Oh, good success, Rafer. Good job. Success. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. It's a great little movie. It's um. It's the first solo uh, directorial movie by Catherine Bigelow. You know who did um, uh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty and The Hurt Locker, and um, but she used to do all these kind of uh, kind of great trashy action flicks. Uh, I liked her a lot better when she was a trashy action flick director. Um, <laughs> and I just I want to say you know uh, this is. 
it's a little, it can be a little hokey at times, but it's also really dark. Uh, and Catherine Bigelow is very good at this. She's a, she's a great, she's a great button pusher. I always feel like with Catherine Bigelow, she's kind of saying like, you think I'm a woman and, and so I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to go there. And she always does. And um, there's a bar scene in this movie that uh, I have to admit, it, it really shocked me. And like, I'm not easily shocked. It involves, it involves a, a bar full of like, you know, low lifes and, a, and it is, um, it's a real shocker. Anyway, it's a great movie. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's creepy, dark, a little hokey, a little campy. And I think, I think it might, uh, I think it might fit the bill for you. Also, it's got Bill Paxton. So, you know, that's all. That's always a good sign. Sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> good. All right. So once again, Roy, that movie that Rafer suggested that I'm suggesting to you is Near Dark from 1987. Roy, thank you so much for being on the show and giving all of us an update. We've all been thinking about you, and we're so glad that you're doing so well right now. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Rafer. I was a big fan of Movie Date Podcast. I would... Ah listen to it every week and plan my monthly date night by what I heard. So thank you. Oh, that means so much to us that we've been a part of your life this long. Thank you. Thank you both. Okay, we're going to take another quick break. And when we're back, we'll have one more and our last follow-up with a letter writer. Hey, everybody, we are back with one last follow-up guest giving us an update on their lives, spilling everything, sharing their hopes, sharing their dreams, all of that, or criticizing us and telling us we did things wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? I shouldn't say guest. I should say guests, plural, because there are two of them. That's right. We are joined by Caroline and her 13-year-old daughter, Madeline. And their letter appeared in the episode titled, I Want to Feel Excited About Dating Again, although their letter was not about dating at all. Caroline and Madeline, welcome to the show. And Melody. And Melody the cat, yes. Your cat, uh, Melody, is also on the call. (laughs) Now, Madeline, can you remind us and the listeners what you and your mom wrote in asking us about? Well, we made this little kind of movie club called the Tiny Film Society, where we, like, listen to classic movies. But watched it, sorry. (laughs) 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 Um, And pretty much all of them, the men got all the glory, and the women, like, didn't do anything important, or there were very few women at all. So we watched the first two Lord of the Rings movies, and I saw... Three women at most, I think, in that. Right. And yeah. none of them were, like, that big characters, really. They're not even human, I don't think. I think they're, like, elves. Well, and as far as I remember, they invented that <laughs> yeah. They invented that whole romance for the movie. I don't think it was in the book originally. So there, so that's a, that's, even that's some kind of an update there. Um, yeah, okay. And so you guys were looking for something that had some more, something that was a little more female, female fronted, female forward. Is that right? Yeah. And Caroline, do you remember what we prescribed for you? And, and did they help? Yes. You prescribed All About Eve and His Girl Friday. That's right. And we watched them both and we loved them. Oh, good. Good. Oh, we're so glad to hear that you enjoyed them. And Madeline, be frank with us. Which one did you like better, His Girl Friday or All About Eve? Which one did you like better? 
Um, they were both really good, but I think I did like His Girl Friday a little bit more. I won! Yes, I won. <laughs> damn it. Damn you, Kristen. They're both great movies. His Girl Friday is a great, great movie. So much fun. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're so glad that you enjoyed those. And what other movies have you been watching in your tiny film society? Um, we did North by Northwest. Oh, yeah. Charade. Sure. Oh, Johnny Guitar, right? Johnny Guitar. Oh, my God. That one was really, really good. I love Johnny Guitar. What a bizarre, bizarre movie. It's so good. That's a really fun one. It's so Technicolor, and Joan Crawford is so Joan Crawford. A smoke and a cup of coffee. That's all (laughs) a man really needs. (laughs) Someone on the Facebook group recommended that. I'd never heard of it, and I loved it. Oh, that's a great movie. Um all right. So while we have you here, I guess we should maybe add to your list uh, of the Tiny Film Society. All right. You want to tell them, Madeline? Well, <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've been wanting more movies that like have strong um, like warrior woman characters. Oh, okay. I-, I can't remember which one I actually. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. We've actually watched several times. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, I think I have a suggestion, but I'm just going to warn you up front. It does not tell the story of a superhero in tights. It tells the story of a young girl who wants to be the chief of her kingdom, and she would be if she were born a boy. It's called Whale Rider. It's from New Zealand, and it's written and directed by the great Nikki Caro. Are you familiar with Whale Rider? I've heard of it, but not seen it. It is a fantastic film. As I said, it tells the story of a girl who wants to be chief of her Maori tribe, even though it breaks tradition. She knows she has it in her to be a great leader, though, to show empathy, to fight, and to preserve her community's culture and history. She just needs to prove it. Here's a clip. Corona, you're doing that? I'm not doing anything. How come you're hiding around here, then? Koro's cool, eh? He's teaching us to be warriors, man. Gonna be chiefs. Gonna smack all those other ones. You shouldn't have hit Koro like that. He was alright. He was real patient, eh? How come he won't let you do it? Girls aren't allowed. He could sit up the back. As long as you were quiet, I wouldn't mind. You're not even holding it right. Your hand should be like this. And your feet. Like this. Go back to the school, hear me? I said go. Now, notably, the lead in the movie, Keisha Castle Hughes, was exactly your age, Madeline, when she was nominated for the Academy Award for this role. She was 13 years old, 13, just like you. And she really showed what a 13-year-old could do. Uh, There are fantastic training sequences. There are moving speeches that she gives. There are moments when she stands up and does the right thing, even if it upsets some people. And even though the story takes place on the other side of the world, I do hope that maybe, Madeline, you can see a little bit of yourself in her. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, most of the movies and books that I've been reading and watching... Um, like, I mean, even though they're really good because they have strong female protagonists, like, mostly they're, um, adults or, like, near adults, so. Yes, yes. And let's be real. Teenage girls, 
the fiercest. You got to be fierce to survive this world as a teenage girl because it's not easy. And Madeline, we know you're a little warrior yourself and you're kicking ass and you're taking names and you should see yourself reflected on film. So we really hope that you like Whale Rider. Yeah, that sounds really great. We should definitely watch that. Well, we can't wait. We're on spring break this week. So we were looking for something to start up the Tiny Film Society again. So that sounds perfect. Oh, wonderful. It'll be a wonderful woman warrior season in the Tiny Film Society. And we're cheering for you and we're cheering for your little Tiny Film Society. Totally. I love the Tiny Film Society. I love I love the whole idea of it. I, I, I love all the stuff that you've picked for it. It, it sounds like... It just sounds like an, an, an ideal uh, a little film festival. It sounds great. It sounds amazing. So once again, Caroline, Madeline, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for giving us an update. Uh, thanks for giving us a question, and we wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks for having us and giving us great recommendations. Thank you. Thanks. Well, that's it for this week's one-year anniversary episode of Movie Therapy. It is, and what a special episode it was. Huge thanks to everybody who appeared on the show today. It was such a treat catching up with all of you, and it was so fun actually meeting face-to-face. I mean, I should say on a screen face-to-face because, yeah, yeah, we weren't actually in the same room, sadly. But it was great. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody who continues to write in every week. We really appreciate it. And reminder, if you need some movie therapy of your own, you can always reach out to us on our website. That's RaferAndKristen.com. You can use the anonymous form there. You can be an Emily. You can use any name you want to. And of course, you can join our Facebook community where there are always great conversations happening with other lovers of film and TV. That is Facebook.com slash groups slash Rafer and Kristen. Until next time, I'm Rafer Guzman. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening to an entire year. Oh, my gosh. And stay with us, because we're going to keep doing this till we're dead. (laughs) Are we really going to do this till we're dead? (laughs) 